Good morning, Skyhawks. Welcome back to the Skyhawk Podcast. I'm your host, Elijah Jine, and I'm here today with our principal, David Nieslanik, for another admin update. Welcome back to the show, Mr. Nieslanik. Uh, good morning, Elijah. Good to uh, be here, and uh, I thank you for inviting me. And good morning, Skyhawks. I hope everyone is well as we close in on the end of the second quarter. Of course, of course. So before we hop into any of the questions, the usual, have you been doing? What's going on? You know, Elijah, I've been well. I'm really busy. Uh, to be honest, there's a lot going on around me. Uh, we're uh, beginning to look at vaccinating teachers and staff members. We're um, analyzing um, how we return to school, grades, athletics are going to start soon in terms of competition. Uh, and so there's just a lot of events going on in terms of the planning behind the scenes. But I, as a human being, am doing well. I love my work. I like to see. Uh, community coming together and uh we are a good community yes we are yeah you've got a lot on your plate so thank you for doing all you do first question uh question burning in the back of everyone's mind are there any updates on getting back to school there are updates to getting back to school actually and i happen to be on the return to school committee Um, i'm one of the two high school principals who sit on this team and we meet every week Uh, talking about how we can get students back in the building. Uh, We're actually going to start here in a couple weeks uh, with something called LIPI, which is limited in-person instruction. And we'll be able to bring up to 40 students at one time into the building uh, and support them in their academic learning. Uh, They will not be taught by a teacher in person. We'll still stay CDL. We'll still be interacting through comprehensive distance learning in the Chromebook. Um, And that's just because the teacher can't be two places at once. Uh, But we're going to have students in the building that need to access the building either for Wi-Fi, for social emotional support, for just a place to work that's quiet, for additional hands-on support. Maybe someone needs someone to uh, be with them. They can draw things out on paper in addition to the instructor. And so Lippy is going to start February 22nd is the current date. That date may fluctuate a little bit. Uh, but once we start with Lippy, uh, we're then going to quickly be moving into something called BSD Connect. Um, it's 612, so all grades, middle school through high school. And we're gonna be looking at bringing um, all students back on campus for different events. So for example, right now we're toying with the idea of how can we bring all the senior class together in the building on one day So all 400 of us into Southridge, let's say on a Monday, or we open the building every Monday for all seniors that want to come in and do CDL in the building. And then we would provide lunchtime activities. We would provide opportunities to engage outside in the plaza. Uh, We could have clubs meet. We could bring specific classes in. But for example, we could bring seniors in, or we bring freshmen in um, every week. And we work with our freshmen who haven't been in the building yet. So how do we get the freshmen connected to the building? And another idea we have is to open up in BSD Connect for clubs to meet in person, Um, specific classes to meet. How can we get AVID in the building? How can IB Bio get in the lab space and do a lab in the science space? Um, How can we get wind ensemble into the band room instead of outside at Conestoga Middle School? 
uh, to practice. Um, and so BSD Connect is a way for us to stay in CVL because the teachers can't be both places at one time. And then um, how can we get kids together? Because I think what kids want most of all is to socialize. You want to be around each other. You want to hear music at lunch in the fishbowl. You want to be able after school to, to celebrate collectively. We have to do it in a way that's socially distanced, safe, thoughtful, but we have a plan put in place. We're looking at beginning that BSD Connect process um, sometime at the end of the third quarter or sometime around spring break. The timeline hasn't been set. Um, and it hasn't been set because we got to get the littles in school first, the kindergartners, the first graders, the second graders, the third graders, and then we'll roll up to high school. And then the third part of my work with return to school is actually return to school, actually get us in the building. Uh, I don't have a date or a timeline on that, but I can say for the first time, we're actually talking about getting kids back in the building to learn in school. Right now, publicly, we have said, and we have to say this, we have to plan for this. We are in CDL for the year because we don't know how the timeline is going to flow. And we can't give false promises. But Elijah, we're having conversations. And that's a step forward than where we were before. And starting in a couple of weeks, we will have Skyhawks back at Southridge High School learning together and being together. Not everyone, but a start. It's a start. And that's like... That's incredible to hear because it's been so long at this point. It's been it's it's almost surreal to think that it's possible yeah. to go back. And it's it's surreal. You were you just said um, freshmen have never been in the building, right. and that is so like I hadn't even processed that, considered that. But we have a whole class now that has never experienced Southridge properly, and that's um, I hope that they can do that soon. It's good to hear that we're, we're taking a step forward. We are. On another note, uh, I know a lot of students are working really hard to finish coursework. And I know some students have I's and N's. Are there any updates on grading, the grading systems? I've, oh. I've heard mumbles. How timely is your question, Elijah? You must <laughs> uh, be astute to what's going on around you. I bet it is true. There are, there are shifts in the grading structure. The Oregon Department of Education tasked every school in the state to do no harm. So when a student walked out of the school year, we don't harm students for their future. In that step, in that ask, in that work, uh, we as a district have decided that we will not be giving F grades this school year. And that could extend into future years as well. But for this school year, for right now, we're not gonna give an F grade. And in lieu of an F grade, a student would earn an N which means not enough evidence, right? There's no grade because we don't have enough evidence or a student would receive an incomplete. If a student receives an incomplete, then there's an agreement made between the student and the teacher to complete the work over the course of time. That could be a couple weeks, it could be a quarter, or it could go until the end of the school year. The other thing we're doing is instead of an N grade, or excuse me, F grade, students could receive an N. And if they receive an N, it doesn't count against their GPA. What it does is it allows everyone to recognize the student hasn't completed the course. There is no grade given, but we don't close doors for the future. We can still open doors. We can still have windows open where kids have an ability to access community college, university, 
military, trade schools. Many times if a student receives an F mark, they dig a hole. And then we have to get out of the hole. And then by the time we get out of the hole, another school year has passed. And before you know it, we have two Fs and three Fs. And then we have to do credit recovery. But if we can set the norm to not receive ends, but to allow students to not dig a hole so deep with an end, we might be able to change the trajectory of every student. And this year in Do No Harm, and then this year, and let's open doors and not close doors, going to an N and an I makes a lot more sense than going to an F. So we will be converting all the first quarter Fs to an N, and we're going to be starting this grading period working with students uh, to help them move forward so we can uh, do no harm. As a, as a student, from a student perspective, this is just very good to hear because I've always felt that, um, and this is just my personal opinion, I've always felt that the, the F grade wasn't good because it, it does, like you said, it, it digs a hole and um, it's hard, really hard to get out of that hole. It's stressful and it piles on, mm-hmm. uh, just like you said, and that leads to more Fs. And this is such a good opportunity to help students to right. make things easier, to make things better because students have lives too. There's all kinds of reasons that a student might end up with an F and it's, it's good to acknowledge that. So right. this is such a big step and I appreciate it. It is, it is. And I think also, you know, students know when they haven't submitted enough evidence. Students know when they need to learn more to conquer a learning target. Why label that as a failing grade? Exactly. Where we can label it as, there's just not enough evidence at this point in time. So therefore, it's a no grade. And I think it's going to help everyone in the system. And I think that it's a good move for us as a, as a district. I agree. It's much more encouraging. So once again, shifting topics. Um, and this is a on a more personal note, I guess. Uh, last year, we hosted an event for the community around race. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, that's something that hits home for me as a, a, you know, a Black student here at Southridge. Is there anything planned for this year? There is. Thank you for asking, by the way. Um, you know, last year's event was, was simply fantastic. Uh, it opened the eyes um, of many people that our students and our youth have voices and opinions and thoughts. Uh, but there is something planned on March 10th. Um, it's called Community-Wide Conversation Around Race. Uh, and the, the premise of the evening, because it runs from 4 until 6.30, uh, is to have youth and adults sitting side by side participating in the same conversation around race. So whatever the theme might be, then we might uh, be able to have a conversation and learn from each other um, and make our community better. Because I'm a firm believer that um, if we can understand someone else's story, then we'll have empathy. And if we have empathy, we then can build a better, stronger community. So for example, uh, we may have a a breakout session on uh, uh, growing up Latino in Beaverton. And we have a panel of students who are Latinx students who share their experiences, what it is like to grow up in this community, which historically has been predominantly white. And then how do we address and acknowledge and then make better? We could have a a breakout session. Uh, Let's say uh, you and Mr. Traeger uh, do a breakout session on um, how to increase student voice and community voice through the use of technology, through the use of a podcast. Uh, last year, one of our most um, well-attended session 
was a, um, uh, a session with uh, white educators who, who had been teaching in Beaver about how the classrooms have changed over the last five years and how we have to learn and be better white educators and build anti-racist skills. So this, this conversation is on March 10th. Uh, we'll be doing something in the building uh, with, uh, for students and with students over the next several weeks. Uh, and we're calling this uh, series of events a roundtable conversation. And the roundtable conversation will be about race. Uh, and it's, we have to be thoughtful because we can't blame and we can't shame and we can't say that one is right and the other is wrong. And we also have to recognize that racism isn't always white against something else or one race against another race. Racism can live in many different forms. And the only way we're gonna improve our society and our culture and our human race is by having a conversation around race. Thus, March 10th, we'll host our second event and we invite everyone to attend. It's free of charge. And uh, the cornerstone, the keystone, the foundation uh, is a student conversation we have uh, around a table talking about us as a school in the community. I think, I think it's something everyone should attend um, because it's, it's important to have, the biggest thing is awareness, communication, uh, like you're saying, you know, conversation. If you don't have those things, it leads to ignorance. We are not an ignorant community. We strive to be an inclusive, aware, and empathetic community. And I think this is a good step towards strengthening that, you know? I agree. And Elijah, I think your words are so wise. Uh, before um, we sat down to record this podcast, I actually have been, was a guest on a different podcast for an individual who is doing a podcast called The Oregon Way. Uh, and they're highlighting the work at Southridge around race um, and who we are. And they reached out to, to me and wanted me to come on and talk about how do I, as an older white male, check my privilege at the same time, build a conversation around race. I was in the middle of that conversation and, and uh, I had to step back and I had to say to myself, David, be careful because make sure that everyone's voice is part of the conversation. And on March 10th, we want everyone's voice to be part of the conversation. It's a good conversation to have. I wanna do a quick shout out to uh, Mr. Nayak and Mr. Stuman. I have just taken their race and ethnic studies class Skyhawks, if you can take this class, please take this class. It is eye-opening. It is one of the most important classes I've ever taken. It's it's a conversation. It's it's a discussion-based class where you will you will learn and you will uh, feel maybe just more aware, more aware of um, some things maybe you weren't aware of before. I I don't want to talk about it too much, but just race and ethnic studies. It's a class we offer here at Southridge. It's a class you should take, go take it. Elijah, I just wanted to also say one thing. Um, as I sit here and listen to you, I am honored to be your principal. I'm honored for you and the work you do. And to all Skyhawks, this is a good place. Let's keep it whole, let's keep it unified and let's have conversations that need to be had. Yep, we gotta have the tough conversations. We gotta have them. Thank you, Mr. Nislanik. You are welcome. And thank you for inviting me again. And I look forward to uh, hopping back in at some point in the future. 
Yeah, these admin updates, they're always good, always informative, always the, awesome. the best. The best. <laughs> Thank you. As always, uh, this was a great conversation. Stay classy and say it with me now. Go, Go Hawks! Hawks.